Hi everyone, and welcome to the Thrive 24 podcast. Today, we are joined by my good friend and fellow online coach, Sam Yearsley. And if you want to reach him or find him, you can find him on Instagram at Sam underscore Yearsley underscore. Right, let's get straight into it. If you're an online coach, if you're PT, because when I was working in my first gym, I saw around about 15, 16 at least personal trainers come and go. Yeah, pass through. Um, yeah, like, but some would even, what not, some would last like a day, some would last a week. Yeah. Some would last what was a the, month. What was the general reasoning for that, though? Just the same as what you said before about like, just they thought they'd be busier than, than what they were. Or I, I think when people they get willing into, to put the work in, I think when people get into particular, they they have this thought in their mind before they get into something. So they think, for example, what goes into a personal trainer, online coach, they look, oh my God, this life looks so amazing. But they don't yeah. see the hard work that goes behind it. Yeah. So when they come into it, they expect all the clients to be at their feet and that they'll have a full client group of 20, 30 clients. But yeah. the fact of it is, is that you won't. <laughs> um, you come into the gym and you'll have zero clients and you'll have zero yeah. money. Um, yeah. And you just have to build on that from... You just have to build from scratch because I mean, I remember doing like before I did my PT qualification, I um, was talking to one of those, one of those more like generic trainer, like qualification groups. I can't remember what, I can't remember what the name was. Um, and they sell it like you'll be on the gym floor and we'll help you get into a gym. And, you know, they paint a, a very, you know, mm-hmm. not a realistic picture, really, I think. And then you end up, like you say, walking in and being like, oh, fuck <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it's, it's, you say that, it's crazy because, these, say, for example, a PT course will be like, you'll earn, you'll be able to earn X amount of money, be in charge of your free- own time. Yeah, um, when I did it, like, when I did it, like, 10, 10 years ago or so, it was, like, three grand, three grand a month. A month? That's what they said you'd be earning, yeah. Oh, um, oh you'll be earning, yeah. Well, yeah, that was probably similar to mine. Um, yeah. But... I think that's why you see so many people have PC qualifications and have never done anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, mate, I'm an example of that. Like, I've never been a PT. Like I've done the PT yeah. qualification. I went to work in a gym, was anything but a PT, never actually delivered any form of PT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many years, how many years later, five years later, came back to the, came back to it in online coaching. But online coaching is the same though, because I ran a free fat loss group for six weeks. I got my four clients off the back of that. Some good, some good transformations, yes, but like four, four people who carried on paying me um, mm. for, for the for the service, and then it just slowly built up from there. It literally just slowly built up from there. Like, yeah. it's it's the exact same thing, right? Hundred percent. When I when I started, it's very similar. When I started, I was actually on a wage for. A minimum wage for a 19 year old at the time, which I think was like, I think it was like £6.30 an hour. Yeah. And yeah. I was getting paid £6.30 an hour for 12 hours a week. So yeah. I was earning hardly no money. Um was that uh was that Amazon? No, no, this was in the this was in the gym. Oh shit. Amazon wages were so much better. Amazon wages yeah, were like, that right. Mate, was Jack like, Bezos was like 12, money. It was like £12 an hour. <laughs> Uh, night shift was mental um but Bezos money no when it came to it then I had to but that was me taking classes that was me uh, cleaning machines yeah um yeah. and it wasn't until you know 
couple of months in that I actually started really picking up speed with clients. Um, you know, for the first month, I didn't even have a uniform. I was just walking around in my own gear. Um, yeah, yeah how did like what i haven't asked you this before what how did you get your like your first clients like were they people that you knew were they people that came up to you in the gym like you know so, how did you go about marketing yourself at that time uh my first ever client was actually my longest ever client so uh she had been with me she, she had been with me for about five years but oh, wow. she actually had a which was quite a funny story so she actually had a pt in the gym at the time and this PT that was then banned from the gym for, I'm not 100% sure what the reasoning was, but I'm pretty sure it was to do with something about taking money or, oh God. or something like that. And so she came up uh, to the desk and she asked for the other PT that works there, the only one at the time, except for then me. But it was like, my, this is like my first week. And I said, wasn't wearing uniform. So no one knew who even who I was. I was just stood behind reception. Yeah, and she said to me, she was like, "Do you know where this PT is?" And I was like, "I was like, why? <laughs> well, why do you ask?" And I was like, "I'm a PT," um, and I was like, and then we ended up then sitting down for a chat, had a consultation, and then the rest is history. Um, from there, oh. from there, which is it's crazy because she mentioned that she was really happy that that happened, but the first thing she actually said to me was like. She doesn't mind. She knows this is going to be a long-term process. Knows this is going to be a slow process as well. But within no time, the results she got was incredible. Altogether, she went down from sixteen stone to, um, pretty sure we got into the like the nine stone range. Um, yeah. Completed half marathons. Um, was squatting like 70, 80 kg. Um. All at like, you know, 48, 49 years old, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, I think that's, that's, that's quite a good little segue, actually, because I know one of the topics you wanted to talk about was what makes a perfect client. And for mm. me, one of those things is someone who is realistic as to what that journey looks like. I know it's our job to paint that picture, uh, but I also think this when someone comes in with that right head on, knowing that it's not an overnight thing, knowing that it's not going to get fixed immediately, I think that's that's that that's 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 the making of a good client yeah i agree with that i think when it comes to it as well i think clients journeys go in sections yeah so i I find that it's not all just you know oh i'm gonna lose all this weight in x amount of time i feel as if it does go in like sections which over time would take a lot longer um and i think we're quite guilty Oh, coaches are quite guilty of promising people um, the world in literally no time yeah. at all. Yeah. And realistically, these people want, when clients come to us, they want to get the results and they want to be in that position then for the rest of their life. They want to be in an amazing position and they always want to keep growing too. Yeah. So when we turn, when, or when um, coaches turn around and go six weeks summer shred or, you know, 14 day fat loss challenge, it's not given the right sort of idea to clients yeah to it's like to realize yeah it's not the right platform because it's like you say it just it sows that seed of 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 quick fast results doesn't it yeah um i was gonna say something i've completely thought i was gonna say which is really annoying but yeah i i've seen that more and more and to be honest with you 
I've, I've remembered that. So like how many times when a client comes to you and it's like your first initial consult and it's usually taken them years to get to the point where, but where they are now, you know, it's taken them a long time. <clears throat> but what I found is you can undo years of work in months, yeah. which is a relatively short space of time. It just depends on how you look at it. Like you say, a 14, a six week shred and a 14 fat loss challenge, they paint the wrong picture. I still think you can make amazing progress. It's just what you class as short space of time. Like, like I've got so my client, AJ, he's now 20 kilos down uh, in about six to eight months. Josh is 10 kilos down in four months. And, you know, it's taken them both years and years and years to get to the point where they, where they finally decided to, to change. So for me, like results can happen quickly. It's just how you define quickly. And I think it's our job to, be realistic with our clients and define that with them. You know, we're the educator, we're the we're the guidance. You know, what does realistic actually look like? This is what realistic looks like. Yeah, and it's realizing as well that not a client can't come in and do six, seven sessions a week. Can't yeah. <clears throat> cut their food down dramatically low uh, because they still want to be able to actually live their life live. yeah <laughs> literally uh, yeah, yeah, live literally and you know so as i said to you before i think clients take it in sections and i think this is something that even relates to me is that you achieve your first initial goal for say three six months etc and then you have a little period of time where you kind of acclimatize into that new person that you are and it's a bit of a weird one it's like then you spend a couple of months just sat at maybe the same weight, but still training, still putting effort in an effort. But you kind of understand and like, you know, it's just like you're overwhelmed with all the success that you've already had. That then it comes to a point then where you need to then kickstart again. And that all yeah. takes time um, and realization as well as where you are at, at that time. And reason I say that is because recently I think that's coming up more and more and more no matter uh, I was on a call with my coach and one of his clients was in that same position where he had already achieved great results he and then he had kind of left himself with the identity of I've lost this amount of weight I am this person you know as in like you know, I've smashed it, but you got to realize there's so much more further to go. And I think, yeah. I think it's our job to help avoid that complacency when clients yeah. get complacent and get comfortable because how easy is it? If you've been sitting at 18, 19 stone and you come down to like 14, 13 stone, your life is like a hundred times better. You're a hundred times fitter. You feel a hundred times more confident. You're stronger than ever you look you love what you look like in comparison to where you were but you've yeah. got to realize there's further to go and yeah. the biggest thing that i see is killing that journey is the complacency of when you get reached that because then you have friends family oh my god you've done amazing oh my god you've smashed it you've you know you, you've done so well yeah you've done so well and then in your mind you then start to think oh well i've pleased everyone everyone's given me all this praise well, maybe I can just chill out now. Yeah. yeah. But it's not the case. And if it is the case of where it's you wanting other people's respect and other people's sort of, you know... Um, 
it's the external gratification isn't it yeah the external gratification from other people then you're in it you're completely in it for the wrong reasons and you gotta have yeah. a little bit of a deep dive to think to yourself okay well yeah. this is how i need i want to do this for me for this reason yeah. There's a really good question, isn't there, that um, I know we both got exposed to a few a few weeks ago. It was like, if no one could see your success, would you still do it? Yeah. Because that just that taps into that internal motivation, doesn't it? Like, 100%. if my family couldn't see what I'm doing, if my partner couldn't see what I'm doing, like, if, you know, would I still want, would I still want this? And mm-hmm. if the answer is yes to that, then that's, you know, you know, that can be, that can be powerful. The The clients I see, who do the best the clients who i see who they they stand with me for the longest because they're invested in the process yeah. is the people who fall in love with the process and they thought they 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 start to enjoy the gym they enjoy how the gym makes them feel and then i've had it a couple of times now especially one of my long-term clients em who she got she was in the gym and she fell out of it and she's recognized the difference from when she was in it to when she was not. And she's missed that feeling. And now, you know, it's taken some some work, but we're now back in the gym again. And like when you fall in love with the process, it's, it's the same as like, it's the same as when you enjoy your job. Like when you enjoy your job, that you'll never work another day in your life. It's, it's a similar sort of scenario, I think. Like when you enjoy the gym, it'll never feel like you're going to the gym. Like it just becomes a part of your, it just becomes a part of your life. Don't get me wrong, there are days where you're motivated to go and days where you're not motivated to go and there are days where sessions don't feel that good and days where sessions feel fucking insane. But, you know, you go anyway because it's just part of your life and it's part of who you are. You know, clients, I had a client, AJ, who was like, Sam went to the gym six times. Like prior to that, he's been training three times a week. Six times because he wanted to do six times. You know, it wasn't me asking him to go six times. He wanted to go six times. And I think that's that's really powerful. I I, I think you link into a really good point because that's, once again, the clients who get the best results, so in my program, are the ones who do fall in love with the process and end up wanting to do more sessions. Yeah, I had, I had a client of mine, Siobhan, she came to me and she was like, at first, she was like, I can only do home workouts, I don't have enough time. I was like, on our first consultation, I was like, you do have enough time. And I made sure we implemented two sessions a week. Currently, she's doing three sessions a week because she asked to because she loves yeah. it and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me in a couple of months time if she turns around and goes i want to get forward in and yeah. people who really fall in love with that whole process of it they get the best results because they want more they want you know they see this thing it's like that spark is ignited inside them to see the start of 100%. that self-development 100%. journey yeah but that brings me on onto a question is what what doesn't you know, because we both had clients who have probably came into our program and the spark hasn't been lit. Mm-hmm. What do you think the cause of that is? That's a good question. Um, I immediately jumped to social media and I immediately jumped to people comparing themselves against other people mm-hmm. um, because I feel like they they want something because they feel like it's the right thing to do. Do you know what I mean? It's that... They see other people on social media who are they're doing this, they're doing that, um, and they look happier for it. I think it's it's definitely a deep it's deep rooted unhappiness has to be there, like it has to be there. Um, but well, I feel would, like would, would that would that not be the main would that not be the motivator for people to get good results? You you think so? But I think it's that it's that point that you made before um, of 
it's that point you made before of like external external yeah external gratification external motivation and when when you realize that when they realize that it doesn't happen overnight and when they realize that it, it does take effort and it does take change i think it's the it's the unwillingness to change like they they want results without without changing what they're what what's that what's that phrase like results without changing the outcome without changing your behavior i can't remember what there's like a there's like a phrase well i think in general i think you always people may see results once again it's the same as what we talked about with work before people don't have the people don't understand the hard work that goes into results at at the end of the day results are earned hard you know something i actually put in my um facebook group for my clients the other day was if it was easy everyone would do it yeah i say that all the time yeah and it's I also... it's people don't understand that the, you have to put in the work you have to be yeah. able to so when people come say for example and join your program and they um they're all motivated at first because obviously you're joining the program, maybe first couple of weeks, they smash it. And then they realize how much actual work goes into making it into getting into the shape of your life. And a lot of them just fall off due to many reasons. I think a big one is limiting beliefs. I think a lot of people don't believe that they are actually capable of a result. And I think that's something that is sometimes really difficult to help people with. I think when someone has a deep, lying limiting belief is that they need more help than just a fitness coach uh, and through that um, 100%. and I, th- I i see it quite often you know h- how many clients i've had in my program absolutely smash the first three months three stone four stone loss and then they just give in mm. and yeah. and i say to them i'm like it makes no sense to me because you've done so well so far but, and then it seems like there is something clicked in their mind where they're like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can't reach this goal. Maybe, but you've already lost three, four stones. So you've proven you've got evidence there that you can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's difficult when, when someone's in that position to where they've got that limiting belief really deep inside of them. It's difficult to turn around and go, well, here's the evidence that's showing that you can do it. Yeah. That means you can then carry on reaching your goal. And I find that they find that really difficult. And even things like uh, we talked about it quite recently is like the, the glass ceiling. Some people don't think they're capable past a certain level. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the, it's the whole, the like resistance to change. Like you can see so much change, but our brains are still hardwired to the way they were. And there's that still that resistance there to change. And that is it's just hard to, it's hard to overcome. Like we don't see it with our fitness journeys, but I know for a fact I've had similar feelings with my business journey, mm-hmm. you know, and that there is that, that, that limiting belief of, of glass ceiling, like, you know, of, of just, just being successful. So I a hundred percent, other thing I always say to clients is if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I try and instill that from the get-go, you know, these sessions, you need to walk out of the gym being like, fucking hell, I've just done a session and I can really feel that, you know, if it doesn't, you've got, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't, it doesn't change you. Like there has to be an element of that with diet, with gym, you know, with social occasions, there's going to be moments of, 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 of like, of like lack of self-belief. There's going to be moments of poor motivation, but that's our job as a coach to them to just, to like guide them through that and like get them through the other side of that and 
as soon as you do that once or twice, you know, that, that can be really, really powerful. Um, and like you talk about, obviously, you know, I'm quite into my like stoicism and I read the book. One of the, the most powerful book I've ever read was that Ryan Holiday's uh, The Obstacle is the Way. Like it's so true. That social occasion is is the obstacle, but it is the way forward. Like you have to go, you have to go and enjoy yourself and you have to, we have to learn how to make it work because social occasions are never going anywhere. Being busy, like life stress is never going anywhere. So therefore it makes sense that we just have to crap the fuck on with it, learn how to deal with it. And that's when it comes sustainable because you, because you know, you, you can manage it. Yeah. I think even in regards to that, I actually uh, set up a new client yesterday. And so the, nice one. Yeah. And one of the biggest things on the consultation forms, the goal setting forms was about um, weekends where downfalls. Yeah. And how I talk about it is the fact of obviously there's things that you can manage, you can put into place to manage it. So whether it be decreasing drinks, whether it be drinking water in between drinks, little things like that. But what I say, there's got to be some level of sacrifice, no matter what. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. There has to be, I think, once again, I think this is something a lot of people are guilty of, and possibly I have been guilty of in the past, is making people think that they can do everything they want. There's levels to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you've got to be willing to give some sort of sacrifice for the better life you want long term that's that word long term so i'd always say like it's this won't last forever i understand this is a bit challenging i understand this may not be how you want to approach you know life for the next three months but you have to think about the long term that long term long term goal it's short term sacrifice for long term for that long term goal um and it's again painting that picture that it's just it won't be forever and and understanding that it is shit because like you say we've been there we've done diet we've been that per- i've been that person that's that's had a vodka lime and soda when i really actually wanted a beer mm-hmm. i've been that person who um you know has picked a i can't like just an example like a salad on a menu instead of you know yeah. maybe uh like a you know a big dirty burger because it is you know short-term sacrifice long-term gain what is the consequence of me having this burger now uh feeling shit for the next two days, feeling guilty about it, um, less motivated, less likely to go and tick my other boxes that I need to tick because I feel like I let myself down. Not to mention the physical of, yeah, I've actually gone over calories and that is going to that is gonna slow things down as well, you know? So, like, yeah, it is, but it's not forever. It's that, yeah. it's that short-term sacrifice. The, like, the, diets for holidays. Diets for soya. There has to be some sort of, uh, there just has to be some sort of level of sacrifice anyway. I think long term wise, I think the sacrifice teaches you a lot. I think that there's always going to be, I think life is always going to be challenging. And no matter where you are in your journey, if you're an absolute ripped bodybuilder, you're going to have a challenge. Exactly. Exactly the same as what someone will have as if they're trying to drop a load of weight. The yeah. what does what does Dan say? New levels, new devils. Yeah, new levels, new devils, and that's the thing. You will always have yeah. a challenge to overcome, and I think that that's important because every time you're doing putting or putting sacrifices in place, every time you're being really disciplined, every time you're saying no to get um, going out and getting drunk, every time you're saying no to that um, pizza that you might might want, it's building something inside of you that is going to help you in once again all areas of your life. It's going not yeah. if you can if you can do that well then maybe next thing you know you can start 
so you speak up more to your friends and you say, no, I'm not drinking tonight. Well, maybe, and they accept it, whatever. You don't drink, you feel amazing. Well, next thing you know, you might use that confidence in work, speak up where you maybe would never speak up before. Next thing yeah. you know, you've got gained more respect. Add that on, maybe promotion, maybe, you know, new roles in work. It could be anything. Yeah. And I think... Snowballs. Yeah, it does snowball. I think people are really too locked in on the idea of, you know, what I don't think people understand what they enjoy versus like what it does to them and for them. You know, wh- what serves you? Yeah, what serves you? So, a, a question that I actually asked one of my clients yesterday, I was like, look at, for example, the food and drink that you've into in or you've just had. Ask yourself, is that going to optimize you? Exactly. Yeah. You know, is yeah. is it what what way is it saving you? Because my client yesterday messaged me and he said that his energy levels and how he's feeling was like a two, three out of ten. Obviously, he's had a lot going on, he's been traveling, whatever, etc. But I think the decisions that he was making anyway weren't helping him push forward. The decisions he make he, ha- he had whilst away were um alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. more takeaways, etc. Yeah. So how how is that going to you know what? Ask yourself what is the effect of that? Yeah. And yeah. when you think about it like that, <clears throat> then you think to yourself, well, why am I even doing it? Once again, you might enjoy it for the short term gratification, but you could still completely enjoy yourself and monitor yourself to a certain degree. So we're so both think- in, we're, sorry, we're both into stoicism, and one of the biggest things is about not overindulging. Yeah. And being in control of your indulgence. Being in control. Yeah. yeah. Self, yeah. Having that level of self-control. Is that, I think I, I always paint the picture of it's having the like the patience and the just the, the self-awareness to take a step back. Just take a step back a second and ask yourself, like, you know, is this, is this worth it? Is this going to serve me? In the moment, like, I've been there, like, for, for like for example this sounds similar to the life I used to live when when I was in the corporate world like traveling and staying in hotels and stuff and work events they're surrounded by fucking booze and food you know that's what they always are it's either Indian Indian restaurants or um yeah fucking, you know like just just you're just surrounded by by lager and 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 but shitty e- food even even in hotels there's even in hotels exactly bars. exactly like you the breakfast buffet that you pay nine quid for you know like it's you have a full english because you can because it's there like and you can go back for more and more and like yeah i remember this one time i was in newcastle like i i did i had the breakfast buffet and i had the full english and i felt so sluggish and shit for the entirety of of that day you know i had a massive full english first thing in the morning and then you sit in the car for three hours driving back down south and it's just all sat there and it's just like and I just, I just, I was just like, what, why did you do that? Like, why did you have that? Yeah. When I, when, when I was also in a position, I was a coach at that point. I just completely like fell into that trap of, oh, just fuck it, you know? So yeah, it's just having, it's having that it's, it's experience, really experience to take a step back a second. And when I've seen it, I've seen it as well. When clients have done that, when they've made a smart, smart, uh, like a, a decision that serves them well, I say a smart decision, it's a decision that, that serves their, you know, wants and needs well. They're like, Sam, I feel so much better. And it's all then positively reinforced. And then they find themselves, you know what? I don't actually want that that sausage roll. I don't want that pork pie. I don't, it's just like, 
it's, it becomes like a instead of like a negative circle it's like a positive one and it's all positively reaffirmed it, it, it builds self-esteem yeah 100%. Each, each, each little task you do like that and every time you have a little win you build self-esteem within yourself then that yeah. builds more confidence within yourself well that means yeah. you start to value yourself as a person yeah it blows my mind sometimes when i think to myself how many people out there actually don't even believe in themselves to to any degree how many people out there have zero self-esteem they don't believe in anything they say they can't back up their own word you know all these things it's like you know how many people are acting like that on a daily basis how many people yeah. are going around like you said feeling sluggish like you felt sluggish you realize it and you're like i don't want to do that anymore how many people are yeah. just feeling sluggish day in day out without even realizing without even realizing you know yeah. people as you know i made a bit of content the other day and it was all about, i said about self-development and self-growth and something we should always be doing asking ourselves the right questions you know how often do i sit there and think to myself um will the future version of me thank myself for my actions today that's get, that yeah. gets me through basically every day yeah and yeah but that's uh, every- such a when the first time the first time i was asking myself questions like that it's like fucking hell it's just it's different and it's it feels uncomfortable do you know what i mean yeah and it's 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 having the this is where i think a really good this is where like a coach comes in because it's that it's that guidance around that and being actually like i like i understand there's resistance there but that's actually a good thing like just like let's 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 trust trust this and explore it It, it's our job to make clients self-aware yeah i i have a client now come to me every check-in she's been with me coming up five six months and every check-in we don't actually go through much because she is we've together built such a self-awareness where she knows everything that is going on she's like i felt overwhelmed i put this in place it helped and it's just because yeah. she's got that self-awareness and she she knows that for example this week in work is going to be unbelievably busy so she's going to put things in place to deal with that for yeah. example um a couple of weeks ago she was like i under she's like i went out the weather was good i had social occasions to go to i did not ex- i i do not expect anything to move on the scales but she's self-aware of that she was like okay i know this week's not going to be great for me because i went out and had social occasions but she said i at least still picked better choices when going out and um still went in the gym but yeah. still made time for the gym and i'm just like that Pleasant. is exactly you know that Pleasant. is yeah a, a position where i want my client or my clients to be into where they're self-aware and where I don't need to ask them questions anymore because they'll be able to ask it for themselves and they become so much more self-sufficient in that way. Um, yeah. And they can deal with a lot. It's always dealing with the bumps in the road. For us, it's a client that has no bumps in the road will realistically struggle long-term. When you have little bumps in the road, like where life gets really busy or... Um... Even like bongos. I had a client who had bongos bingo on Friday. Yeah. And I was like, mate, like we're here to we're here to diet right now like overall overarching is the amount of calories you have across the week we know bongos bingo is going to you know be a lot of excess we have to just try and manage that across the across the week as best as we can and fair play to him he did he managed it and he came out the other end having had a bongos bingo which was like a two-day hangover and absolutely like you know a lot of excess on the friday night and he came out on monday and 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 the scales continued dropping you know it's just what what is your thought on 
when it comes to alcohol consumption with clients. Um, the reason why I ask this, because I've had quite a few clients that after a few months in the program, they actually realize that they don't even enjoy drinking and that they actually yeah. don't even want to drink on nights out. And when they do go on nights out, they don't drink and have a better time than they would have ever had before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've definitely become very much more aware of alcohol myself um, as I've got older. And it's definitely, and as I started doing, as I started doing this, like you recognize that it doesn't serve you. I'll never tell a client, like, I don't think you should drink. Like I, I want them to allow that to, allow them to explore that themselves make their own decisions um, make their own decisions mm-hmm. and i think it comes down to the just asking those questions you know that reflection question of you know you drank last night how do you feel um how do you think you feel if you hadn't um what was the consequence of you or what what you know what would the, what would what what would you feel like now if you didn't you know it's just trying to just paint that picture and make them make themselves aware with it yeah. i think i'm realistic in the fact that because i do it myself you know i will have a drink every now and then um i rarely drink to excess anymore but I, I i enjoy an alcoholic drink every now and then and i think that's realistic i think that's actually healthy and so i i pretty much that's what i sort of advocate is that sort of approach to alcohol um, i think I, I think it does obviously depend on the person yeah at, at, i've at got the, yeah at, at the same time it's all about in moderation and is seeing exactly- and and seeing things like that as people see people see what weird classes treats as a regular basis yeah and people feel like they need that on a regular basis but you don't you know as you said for example even in my case every so often if if i'm out somewhere that where i want to be i will have a drink two drinks but i i cut it off i i'm in control of my own decisions when it comes to it when i was out when i was out in marbella before that I actually started when I was going to social occasions with say particular friends and things, I didn't want to drink realistically because I didn't enjoy the social occasions because I personally, it's not a positive environment for me. So why yeah. would I drink in those situations? Yeah. I feel like al- alcohol becomes a, oh, I don't really want to be here. So I'm just going to drink to make it easier. Yeah. That's yeah. what it sounds like it was for you. Yeah. And yeah. so I just stopped it completely. And to be honest, help massively you know yeah i could drive i could um go home at a normal time be in bed ready for the next day to carry on doing work but at the same time for me it was more of what am i sacrificing by doing take doing that action of getting absolutely bladdered well the sacrifice is that my business won't run for two three days the or it won't run at optimal for the week i won't be able to you know, um, get the most out of my training, my nutrition, my own health for the whole week. And for me, it's just not worth it. Whereas yeah. the, the difference was when I was in Marbella, I went to go watch the Liverpool match on my own in a, in a bar. And I enjoyed it. The whole environment was amazing. You know, um, it was a cool bar. There was other Liverpool match on and I had literally had two drinks and then I went on to Cokes. Yeah. And it just was nice. I went home of, of the evening, um, chilled out. That was it. And yeah. next day felt Shame. completely fine because of it. Yeah. Shame you got um, spanked though. Yeah, yeah. Don't even talk to me about it. I celebrated the first two goals, yeah, and all the Spanish fans yeah, were in there fuming. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then when they started scoring, that's when you stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I left them before I finished. 
Yeah, I remember you saying actually. I remember you saying. Um, I think a big thing with alcohol is just making people aware of um, just. I think we're lucky in the age that we live in that non-alcoholics are really good. Like I remember, I remember ten years ago they were shocking. They were shocking. Like you try one, it tastes minging. Like, but now. Like I've got three Corona Zero sat in my fridge right now because of an evening I love to have a I'd love to have one with food yeah. because it just that it's just that like it breaks things up it breaks things up and it's like it, when you when you have a beer like it's not the alcohol that I need it's just the taste of a beer yeah. that's what helps me relax and helps me like oh I'm in evening mode now I'm not in work mode anymore I can yeah. chill out um, and maybe that that's a nod to the old relationship I had with alcohol potentially but. I don't really care because I know it's zero percent and I look forward to it well, and it, 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 it's, it's part of my routine. It, it's like the same as um, on my day off, I normally have a ginger beer, which is a drink, which has like 170 something calories, but I have it yeah. in the fridge for the reason of on a Friday when I can chill out, I can just sit there and just enjoy sipping away at me ginger beer. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. It's a more positive relationship with it than it is um, yeah. getting absolutely buried every night. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, I love having, I love having an non-alcoholic on a Monday because yeah. Mondays are mental. Monday's like my busiest day, and so I actually look forward to. It. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, it's Monday. I'll, I'll have that non, I'll have that non-alcoholic drink tonight. And you know, if that was a beer, an actual beer, that would not be okay in my opinion. You know, Monday night yeah. having a beer is not ideal. But if it's non-alcoholic, I'm just like, this is sound. You, you, you say this, and I think a lot of people have really bad habits when it comes to this. I think a lot of people come home from a busy day at work and they're like, oh, let's have a bottle of wine. Yeah. And, Mate, and... that's, that was, I'm sorry, that was, that's my, that still is my parents now to a degree. Not, yeah. not as bad as they, I say bad. They don't, it's definitely, well, my mum, especially, like she's cut out drinking loads more. Um, But I grew up around that, you know, yeah. I grew up around my parents having a drink every night. But it isn't, <clears throat> do you just, the... do you not think at the time, once again, I think people don't ask themselves good questions, but like a bottle of wine of an evening just because you're stressed with work sounds like the worst option that you could possibly take. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you, we, we, would, we would think that. We know that now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... Uh, I, don't know if, I, I, think I think people are a lot more self-aware than they, than they think, but I think that's where the burying the head in the sand comes in. Like... Because we, I don't think anyone would know that having a bottle of white light is not is probably yeah. not the, the best thing to do. But why do people do it anyway? I guess it's the way mm. that alcohol makes them feel. Potentially, it's the the that it just, just it, sort of like hides it. I don't know. Do, do you know? What, I don't do you know, feel like I'm. Do you know when we're talking about this? I'm I'm, I'm imagining like like a like a spider diagram. I'm imagining yeah. what's what's in the middle, and I think alcohol is something that comes off of it. And the reason I say that is like when it comes to having that, say, wine of a, um, even some people on a daily basis, and it's not something that's going to save you. I think people aren't identifying the trigger of what's causing yeah. it. They also aren't putting in healthy habits to help deal with that. So healthy habits could literally be as go for a walk, maybe do something that you enjoy, maybe, I don't know, um, for younger lads, play games for an hour instead of, yeah. you know, find some other sort of, release than drinking a bottle of wine but I think it all comes down to the fact of how you think and feel about yourself I think yeah. I think what I said when I look at it it's like the spider it's like once you start to really accept who you are understand you know what it is you want out of life 
understand what like your purpose is, all of that. I think that these issues aren't, aren't much of an issue anymore. Because I found out that once I looked at the main issue and dealt with that main issue of understanding who I was, being myself more, being open, being honest, being all, everything that I want to be. Well, next thing you know, all the bad habits started to diminish easily. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like, you know, I was saying this to my friend the other day, so I still play games every so often, normally on my days off. But I said to him, because he, he's a client in my program, and I said to him, you've got to be better with your timing and, and say, getting off things and doing things. Like when I play games, I'm like, okay, I know before I get on, I know exactly what time I'm coming off. And it'd hit nine o'clock and I'd be like, I'm off. And he'd be like, yeah, why? Sorry. He'd be like, why are you getting off? And I'm like, well, this is my bedtime. I'm off now, no matter what. Do I, And I said to him the other day, I said, do you think I wish? Do you think I, w- I would love to stay on? I'd love to be on for the rest of my life and do nothing else. But that's just not how life works. Uh, exactly, and it's, not, yeah. it's not who I want to be. It's not what I want to achieve. So it's something that is in the way of me getting there. And I'm not going to let that affect me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think in that regard, it comes down to a really good question. I think it's people love to stay in their comfort zone when it comes to a lot of things. Mm. Even said in the fact of old habits or not doing the difficult things on a daily basis. And that can even be like procrastinating about it. Maybe going to the gym, maybe, um, you know, eating, picking better foods that the, save you better. Doing the doing the food shop. I've had so many clients procrastinate on the on the weekly yeah, food yeah. shop. Yeah, do the food shop. Plan out your food. Make your yeah. food. Um, I think there's a lot that goes into it. But what what would you say is the main reason why people stay in that sort of like comfort zone? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, <sighs> change is scary. There's always that resistance to change. Um, people don't like it's, there's yeah I'd say you, people don't like change like change is always scary and so it's easier to stay it sounds I think it sounds I don't know if it sounds ideal um, but I'll just say it I think it's easier to stay unhappy than it is to come out of the comfort zone for, for, for quite a lot of people um, I think that's 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 a big thing like when I look at myself um, and I like you know starting my own business was a massive step out of my comfort zone putting myself out there on social media starting marketing was a massive step out of my comfort zone that was a massive self-belief issue 100 percent. i know that's something we've already talked we've already talked about um but that's i think that's just that scarcity mindset as well like um i definitely didn't think i was good enough to be to be an online coach like i reflect back on it now i i think that was that was that well that definitely was how i how I how I felt deep down you know I might not have said it out loud but uh, that's how I felt mm-hmm. so I'd say it's probably um a combination of those things but also like being busy you just you just you just stay in your own head like you, you, because you don't it doesn't allow you to take that step back sometimes um to, to really think about it I, I think there's a narrative around it I think is in you said being busy I think there's a narrative in the way of people fall into the trap of what others are doing around them too. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, yeah. If, if you're one out of, say, 20 people on a floor in an office and you all work together and all other 19 people aren't doing well, all of the 19 people are st- stuck in their comfort zone, 
none of them go to the gym, all of them eat fast food, all of them want to go to the pub on a Friday. What's yeah. the chances of you getting dragged into it? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Peer pressure is a big thing. I, big, big thing. And I think, once again, I think positive environment plays a huge role on comfort zone. Yeah. I, I think... Well, did you, I think you said it the other day, like you surround, you are who you strap, you are who you spend five people. You are the average of the five people you spend the most I time could, with. I yeah. not get my words <laughs> out there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true. It's yeah. It, it's very, it's, a, it's profound and, and, and what it means is, you know, and I, I see it a lot and, I think there's only one, either two ways around it. Either you go out and search for a more positive environment or you create it. Creating it is so much harder. By creating, I mean, for example, I've had clients join into my program and they put in the amount of discipline and hard work to get their results that it inspires those around them to do the same. Yeah. But that is not always the case. Some people are unsavable. Some mm-hmm. people... Some people that I've talked to in the past, even about my program, there's no nothing in this world except for them doing deep work on themselves and their mindset would ever make a change. And yeah, but they've got to want to do that as well. They've, the they've, yeah, they've got to want to do it. And but you can't, you can't. Sometimes you just have to let them people go, and you have to just maybe or maybe take a step away from them people and understand that your values are completely different. But when it comes to like I said, I've had loads of clients before. Even one of my clients, um, a husband is your your client, or one of my ex clients, a husband is your client. Yeah, he never used to train before my client got in good shape. Yeah. So it affects everyone. You know, um, yeah. my longest term client, her husband started training, his son started training. That was because she put in that discipline, hard work to build up the levels of everyone around her. But as yeah. I said, at the same time, I feel like when you're starting a journey and you maybe don't have even people even supporting you, close to you, there people are already dragging you down and there are people that will never get up to the same level as you. You can't all the time bring people up to your level. It's very difficult. I think, as I said, one of the biggest things that I say is find someone in, who's in a better position than you or even at the same position as you. Ask them to go out for a coffee ask to go for a gym session, you raise their standards. You know, if both of us go out with a client to the gym, they come across, They will then come in, into us and start to realize what makes us different from everyone else. Maybe it's the hard work that we might show in the gym. Maybe it's just how we talk about things. Maybe it's the confidence that we show. And a lot of the time, their minds get open to a whole new world. Like, oh my, I never even knew people like this existed. Next thing yeah. you know, they're finding more people like that. They're getting into yeah. more better circles. You know, maybe they're making gym mates. You know, there's loads of things around. I think, you know, the positive environment is something that I think that is keeping people stuck in their comfort zone because it's so easy to get dragged down by people who aren't doing well. Um, and it can even be, as you know, in relationships can pull you back just as much. If that other person isn't as willing as you are to make you, to look after number one, which is yourself first, it'll always... Yeah. Um, it will always pull you back and sabotage you without sometimes subconsciously without you even noticing. Um, yeah, I think I, I hadn't taken into consideration actually the, you know, the people around you, you know, the support of family and partners and parents and, and 
yeah, that plays on. I think that does play a massive role, definitely. hundred percent. It's it's simple as there's even comments that you might get from family members like, "Oh, you don't need to lose any more weight," or yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. my my nan used to say to me, all, oh, me all the time. She'd be honest. She'd be like, "You don't need to. You're getting too slim." And yeah. I'm, I'm, mate, in, my, in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but you're massively overweight. So where's the, <laughs> where, where, where's the connection here? Yeah, my, <laughs> it's funny, like the generate, like generate older generations, like I've had it. My last diet, my nan said to me, she was like, darling, your face is so skinny. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just comments like comments like that. And I've had it with that, you know, the, the couple we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, he had it last time he dieted he had lots of comments of you'll look really skinny you've lost too much weight I've got another client who works in the depths well she works on Anglesey um, in a in a food factory and that part of the world I'm sorry anyone who's part from that part of the world it, like there are parts of this country who are very like just sort of stuck in their ways yeah and they saw her you know losing weight um, and there was just comments which had a negative impact on her um, and I think that's just a massive lack of understanding for um, uh, just uh, what other people are going through, what other people's you know values are. Um, just that yeah. that lack of lack of understanding around other people. But if but yeah, if, it's, I, um, if, if I if I was to bring up the worst scenario that I've ever seen is one of my clients from a, a couple of years ago. She was with me for about two years. Absolutely smashed the results. Before and after, is it insane? Her work environment was people coming up to her while she was. She used to have a porridge and she used to get like a Freddo melted in, you know, like the classic influencer sort of breakfast. And people would say to her, "How are you having chocolate on your diet?" Or they'd make comments like that. Or why? Why you? Um, what they say is, "Why you still got a PT? You, you're in shape now. Why? Yeah. You, you know, why have you still got a coach? You've, you've, you know, you've got your result." And this is like constant. And she was getting this. Week in, week out, week in, week out. When she was going home, it was still not a great environment. So it was people saying these things all the time. Why are you wasting money on this? Why are you spending money on that? She was in literally the best shape of her life and she had so much further to go. And this is something I said to her many times. And in the end, the breaking point for her, I think, was that she just constantly could, that people, people were constantly at this with her and she couldn't, she didn't put work towards maybe getting a new job, a new role, trying something different in that regards, and ended up just falling back into that trap of what people would um yeah what what people wanted her to do. People sabotage by the influenced by those around her. Yeah. And you know, for me that was one of the most frustrating things because I, yeah, I put in a lot of yeah. I put in a lot of work with that client. And not just that, that client put in a hell of a lot of work. The amount of work that, that client put in to get them results because the results were in unbelievable. I know that's that pisses me off so much as well because just purely for that lack of understanding and that lack of like positive support, a positive, positive support, like, it's a, it's one word makes a huge difference. If I turn around and go, Sam, yeah. Sam, you're looking really good. You actually, I say this. So I'm, I, I, I've made this thing in me now that I'm everyone I try and meet or every time someone I you know meet while going out, I try and have a positive word to say about them. Otherwise, yeah. I just unless I can say something of value, I, if I can't say something of value, then I don't say it. Yeah. The other day I was walking in the park and walked past a lad who I know from secondary school and he was looking, he was looking well. So I just said, so literally shook hands and said, you're looking good, lad. And he said, he said, obviously you're looking good too. I was like, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, 
what would that positive word of encouragement do down the line? Yeah, you don't know. A, it has a big impact. Inside of him, he could be thinking to himself, you know what, Jaleel's an online coach and he's saying, I'm looking well. You know what, I'm really happy about that. How many people yeah. have a positive word? How many people have a someone who believes in them? You know, yeah. um, it doesn't take, you know, my first ever manager in my gym said, to, she sat me down. Um, I think it was just before I'd hit target for the month for the gym. And she was like, Jaleel, you're going to be something special. And do really? you know how, yeah, do you know how, how that made me feel? It made me feel incredible. It made me feel, you yeah. know what, I am actually capable. And I don't yeah. think enough people tell people that or have yeah. people believe in them. And that's our job as a coach to tell people that we do believe in them. But, 100%, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and, you know, you, you literally see people on a regular basis, let them know that you believe in them, whatever they're doing. If they may be yeah. making a journey towards getting fitter, let them know, you know, um, you're doing amazing. Keep keep on yeah. smashing it. You know, the yeah. positive ways of encouragement make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're in, th- like, yeah, you're yeah. inspiring. Like you're yeah. doing so well. Absolutely. I think like and that when people when when the negative comments come in, I think it's it's a reflection on that person and it's a reflection on their mindset and it's a reflection on just their unwillingness to to just be a bit more open to those around them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those comments come from yeah, especially like people of our generation i think elder generation are always going to you know it's just a different way of life than what they're used yeah, to yeah. but i think people of our generation um that's a lot of what that stems from so there's a lot there's a lot of jealousy involved in transformations yeah too. yeah yeah 100 you know if you think someone has been thinking for 10 years about getting in shape someone then gets in shape in a year they're going to be jealous of that person they're going to be envious of that person and they'll want to subconsciously self-sabotage, uh, sorry, consciously sabotage that person, subconsciously sabotage that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think the loads of things that go into the comfort zone. I think procrastination is a big thing that plays a part. I think people are, people get too comfortable doing the easy things. I've created a connection with me of, if I feel anxious or I feel like I'm procrastinating about a difficult thing, now my brain now knows that as a thing that has to be done. Yeah. I, 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 said, to, I said to a client the other day on a call, it's like when I was in Marbella, going to the first restaurant on my own was anxious. I could feel anxiety building inside of me. I could feel it in my chest. I was thinking, I was walking, I walked past the restaurant and I was thinking to myself, shit. I was like, I could feel this, just like this anxiety. And then in my brain, it was like, I, it might, I was just naturally just weighing up the consequences in my brain very quickly. And I was like, either I can go back to my room, feel awful, or I can go eat food, feel amazing, and then have overcome another obstacle. Yeah. Because also as well, the likelihood is that you would go into restaurants every night for another month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you didn't do it, if you didn't do it then, when so were you going to do it? Thing. And once again, it becomes easy after the first time. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the first time I sat in um, the cafe with my laptop and done work, first time out the way. Next thing you know, I was in there two, three times a week sitting down doing it yeah. without an issue. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and this, is in, this is in somewhere that is a foreign country. People don't do yeah. that here. No, no. That's, that's, that, that's a classic example of uh, what stands in the way becomes the way. Yeah, 100%. You know. It's the gym. 
every single person that has ever gone to the gym felt anxious the very first day they went into the gym. Yeah, I still get gym anxiety now walking into a new gym that I've never been into before. Yeah. Or it's like a high caliber gym, like, you know, walked into, um, if I was to walk to, there's a big gym in Stoke or whatever. Like you, you go into a gym where, you know, yeah. like, it's just a massive gym. It's a high profile. The first time I walked into Dedicated, I was a bit overwhelmed, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, when I walked in there like two, three years ago for the first time, you're like, fucking hell, I've seen this on social media. Like, Christ alive, I'm, I'm yeah. actually here. Like, you know, so... I think it's completely normal and it's, it's completely normal, but it's leaning into that, leaning into that and being actually comfortable. It's a bit cheesy, isn't it? That saying of uncomfortable with feeling uncomfortable, you know, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, but you do like, you just, you just have to sort of like lean into it, lean into it um, and just push through it because, you know, and there's also that other cheesy saying, isn't there, of life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Yeah. Well, there's a, um... you grow. What is it like? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Or yeah, yeah, in it, yeah, exactly. Literally, um, literally, nothing changes it, if nothing changes. It, it, crazy in regards to the client that we talked about before, where her husband is on your program. Yeah, the very first couple of times that she went in the gym or came to me, it, it, she, she had been in the gym before and done classes with me, but she'd, she when she first became a client of mine, she um, was messaging me that she was parked outside and was too afraid to come into the gym was too afraid to try the exercises that I'd given her. And if she didn't, if, so it was my job once again, I was messaging her to just get in. And to be honest, at that time, I wasn't a great coach. I was more of just a person that was like, Mr. I was messing, I, yeah, I was messaging her like, just hurry up and get in, you know, or do this, do that. But I didn't understand the level of coaching at that way I am right now. But we got, I well, ended up, she came in, she started doing the exercises. Now, what is it? Four and a half years down the line, she's yeah. doing bodybuilding competitions or entering prep. It, you know, from someone that was sat outside the car too afraid to come in, it, it's a yeah. whole different level. Yeah. And But you've got to understand that that first initial point of when you start to get more comfortable in that environment, but you have to make yourself uncomfortable to be there it becomes easier. And now, for example, for me, you know, some days that you will still feel a little bit anxious about going to the gym. Maybe something else has happened in your life that has just caused it to happen, but it doesn't stop you anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah. and question I always ask myself, what's the worst that can happen? You know, when it comes I've into stoicism, it's like, you're going to die anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's this is the thing. Like, so this is something um, that um, that yeah was introduced to me. Was uh, you're not you're not going to die. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not going to die. You know. So just just crack on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Well, what's what's the worst that is going to happen? And people people create situations in their own mind too. They overthink. They create false. Oh yeah. Th- Thoughts. absolutely absolutely we suffer more in our imagination than we do in reality 100 yeah 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 sit there thinking you know when i very first started the gym i think people would think oh what's that fatty doing in the gym this is the thoughts that used yeah. to go through my head and i was like right now but, i'm yeah. like why, why was i even thinking that but at the same time i didn't let that stop me yeah and that's, that's, that's another weird. word that's another word on positive encouragement i remember i was with my pt at the time when i was going for the first phase of my initial fat loss 
and I was pushing the like sled trial or whatever you want to call it. And a guy came up to me and just some random gym member. And he was like, you've been smashing it. Keep it up. And me at 20 odd stone was like, you know, that instantly just made me feel like I was on top of the world. Gave me such a big confidence boost because I, in my mind, I thought that people were just thinking, look at this fatty. And I was just battling against that. But instead people were actually rooting for me. People wanted me to do well. It was just some random guy. I've never spoke to him again. Never met him again. Just some random guy in the gym. Um, he, He was in shape by the way. I'm pretty sure in between he was doing like handstand push-ups and stuff, but <laughs> but but he like he he just came over and just said that, and I think that's something. Once again, I think I can learn from too. Is that something that I could probably start implementing myself when I start seeing people trying in the gym? You know, yeah. I think in general, I think all of us could really could help a lot of people out just by all it took for him was what like five five six words, and it changed my yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea the impact that it has. Just being a, just being a human, just being a, being yeah. a nice human. When I first started doing coaching, the amount of people I've had who, you know, just people who I've known in my life, I, like you know, just people you have on Facebook that you like, you know, you like you went to school with or whatever. I had a few people messaging me like, Sam, it's so good to see you pursuing your dream. I know you've wanted to do this forever, and it's so good to see you doing it. I was just like, you know, that was just sick. That just yeah. that means so. That means so much. And like you say, it took two seconds for that person to just to, to say that, and yeah. it it means a lot. So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if I can, if I can, seven eight years later, seven years later, sorry, bring that up. Look at the profound effect. Yeah, exactly, Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If exactly. if you can bring that up when you you know you started coaching years ago now. Yeah. Well, it had a profound effect by that person saying that to you. So I don't think people underestimate the power of what something like that can do. Yeah. Um, Positive affirmation. Yeah. What What do you think? Um, you would say to someone. <laughs> so someone, for example, so what we've talked about today is like getting out your comfort zone. Uh, what makes a perfect client? There's people out there probably say listen to this or video our content or whatever. And they're on the edge of taking action. They fully, you know, they agree with a lot of what we say. They agree with a lot of what we say in our content. What do you think is number one stopping them taking action? And what would you say to them? So what I'd say to them is, you know, will, will you six months down the line, thank you for the decisions that you make today? And what happens if you don't take any action? What happens if you don't step out of your comfort zone? The answer is always nothing. The answer is always nothing and or worse. Yeah. Um, further down the line. Yeah. Um, so that that's always what I'd what I'd say. And I think what's stopping them is is just that it's just that resistance, that resistance to to, to get out of the comfort zone because it's just it is scary. Like reaching out for help is. Like, I think I sometimes don't, I find myself forgetting what it felt like to ask for help. Like the first time I reached out to a coach, the adrenaline rush I had off the back of it and putting yourself out there and like being like, oh, just send the message, just send the message. Like it's scary and that is absolutely okay. And that's, change is that's scary. why I, change is scary. Change is scary, but 
we have to we have to ask ourselves the questions you know well, what what happens if nothing changes um you know and what does life look like then what does life feel like then you know and it, the answer is always just the same or worse um at which point what's stopping you now you know that's that's why that's what i'd say yeah i i agree i think when it comes to it i think as well one thing that i've felt really deeply and what i say to a lot of people is how long have you said that you wanted to take action for yeah. you know for, for some people it's years that they say oh, i want to get in shape or maybe they've tried before and for me the powerful thing that i say is like do you not value you value your own word without valuing your own word what even are you who even are you what's the point yeah. of even existing if you can't value your own word you promise to yourself so when people say to themselves that they want to get in shape and they want to take action and they don't do it you know what's the point in you being realistically started to say it alive if you can't mm. keep keep you know what does your partner think what does your kids mm. think what does your yeah, that's pa- that's what really pa- powerful what, what does your parent what do your parents think if you can't back up your own word yeah you want to yeah. be that person that is known for doing what they say they are going to do yeah uh, you know yeah. you know how yeah. powerful that yeah. is yeah do you know how many people come across and you know want to join you on your journey because you do what you say you say what you say you are going to do people will yeah. flock you know you'll maybe maybe you're single maybe next thing you know you'll have options because you're doing what you're saying you were going to do you're looking after yourself you're putting yourself first you're doing everything you want to do yeah if you yeah. can't if you can't value your own word then there's no point and initial and if you found that you're struggling to value your, your own word well make that change and take action like, for example, get in shape, ask for help from a coach, because then that's the first step of you building that self-esteem to start listening to your, your own word, to back in yourself, to proving that you're the horse to back to win the race. That is your job. You know, male, female, it doesn't matter. You want to be that person who doesn't break promises to themselves. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you, break, if you break a promise to yourself, what's the chances of you keeping a promise to other people? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um probably a good place, like maybe a good place to, to finish. Like two two couple of book recommendations. Number one, have you read Who Moved My Cheese? Um no, but I've I've seen an overview of it and obviously we've talked yeah, about it before. We've talked about it a lot. Honestly, lad, like I would it would you can read it in like two hours. Like it's a oh, tiny yeah, yeah. book, but it's really, really good. So if anyone listening to this, you know, talking about change and you feel like you're definitely a resistance to change. And that is a really good book. It's literally a tiny book. It takes two two hours to read um, and is really, really powerful. And then The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday yeah. um, is a big one as well. Have you read that yet? No, but no. Uh, you say that, I actually watched the 17-minute Ryan Holiday video that goes into every single part of the book. Um, oh, really? Yeah, which is actually, which is actually yeah. really, really class. And yeah. that's, that's another thing. So a lot of people, number one, people say they don't enjoy reading books i think once you find a book that relates to you in some way you then you enjoy reading 100 um, i hated i had a really bad relationship with yeah. self-help books before i found ryan holiday his work just really resonates yeah. with me well, well when bit... it when it resonates with you and then you think to yourself oh it's going to give me some solution well then you're going to watch yeah read it you're going to immerse yeah, exactly. in, into doing it yeah. yeah but an easy way into things is videos um well go watch daily stoic videos that yeah. they massively help go yeah you know um content like, content like both of ours read it 
don't just like yeah. a picture sit there yeah. read it think just about just things en- en- engage for a second yeah yeah the, um, the daily step the daily step podcast like some of their episodes are like four yeah. minutes long yeah. you know. any sort of podcast you know even joe rogan podcasts nowadays are really in that sort of suited way of you know yeah. self-help and you know there's so much content out there people just aren't letting themselves fully engage in it as yeah. coaches we are coaching in our content you know hundred percent i, 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 I ask yeah. so many amazing questions but how many of you are looking at my content and not actually sitting down and thinking about it yeah do that and just you know, for me, I found that it builds up over time. The more you start doing the things that someone's telling you to implement and you start to see little positive little results out of it, well, next thing you know, you want to then take that next big step. Definitely. And, and then you want to go all in. So take them steps, you know, watch videos, engage in content. Um, yeah. Spend less time on TikTok. <laughs> Lad, don't have TikTok still. Downloaded yeah. it a couple of times. I just, I just haven't ever. Yeah, yeah. maybe my, that's my, a sign of my age. Yeah, well, I downloaded, I downloaded it once, used it for about two minutes, deleted it. I was like, I'm, I'm, not, like, falling yeah, into, I'm, I'm not falling into no, this trap. I'm not falling into um, this trap. No, yeah. I still haven't got it. I but, still haven't got it. But, I think be a, be a good human as well. Just be a, be a nice human. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's another. I, one. I, I, I think, I think, at the end of the day, you know, as well, you can listen to this, you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to reels. And the day, if you don't take action, nothing changes. Exactly. Um, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Yeah. Action does not. The action does not have to be huge. The action can be no. you getting up straight after this podcast, going for a walk. The yeah. action can Get be. Yeah. The action can be you messaging me or Sam. The action can be anything at all. Yeah. If you don't take yeah. action, well, then you've just wasted an hour and a bit of your life. Yeah. It's simple. It's simple. It's as simple as If 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 I read if I read a book and don't implement anything that the book tells me to do, well, then what's the point what's in the point? reading the book? Yeah, I agree. I, I do agree. I do right. Agree. We'll finish right, up there.